Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Strong food from... The scriptures. We use the scriptures 1998 translation. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha as we go through this study, strong food from the scriptures. You see, the only way that you're going to be able to understand, to draw knowledge and wisdom from these studies is if the Father gives it to you through the Spirit. And the only way that he'll do that is because of the sacrifice his Son made for us. I want to go over for a few minutes what we talked about regarding a very important thing we learned in our last study. And that is, if you turn uh, with me first, we need to do our scripture verse. Ibram 5.14. So turn there first. And let's read Ibram 5.14. But solid food is for the mature whose senses have been trained by practice to discern both good and evil. Solid food is for those that can truly hear the voice of the Spirit of Yah, the same words used by and followed by the shepherd we know as Yahusha while walking the earth. Now, turn to Acts and let's just go over um, one of the verses before we continue in Acts 2, chapter 22. First, let's look at Acts 2, verse 21. Now, you will hear preachers today saying and quoting this particular verse. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of Yah, Yah, now, now this says, and they say, um, Yah, <clears throat> Jesus, by the way. They, they replace the word by Jesus. Sometimes they say the word Lord, which again is satanic translation. But the reality is, 
they'll use the word Lord most of the time referring to um, Yahusha, you see. But what the verse uh, says is Yahuwah, which of course is the Father. So let's just do it the way they do it first and the way Satan has the translation translated first. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hmm. You see, you see how if you took that verse out of context and you didn't study with us last time to really find out about that particular verse and what it's referring to, that, you know, you would, you, they, they could say, see, see, you have to call on the name of the Lord. You have to call Jesus Lord in order to be saved. But, and guess what? If you call on the name Lord, on the Jesus, the Lord, you are saved. That's, that's all you have to do is you call on his name. And of course, they combine that with their completely, totally, absolutely made up sinner's prayer, which is, you know, what they say that you're supposed to do, that you call in the name of the Lord, meaning, Jesus, please accept my, I'm a sinner, and forgive me and I accept you as my Lord and Savior blah 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 that they say that there's no such prayer anywhere in Scripture it's it's an abomination but they use that and then they say they refer to this verse as you know one of the places that that they can say oh see you got to call on his name you know, refer to him as Lord, in other words, to be saved, and that's all you have to do. But we know in the last study that those verses, number one, because here in the Scriptures translation, it's got the correct words and not the false words, that this verse actually says, and it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah, that's the Father's name, shall be delivered. Saved, you can use the word saved, delivered. We'll, it'll be smooth going for them. That's what we learned last time. And we also learned that that particular event of calling on the name of Yahuwah, the Father's name, as your Elohim, occurs after Satan has arrived on earth pretending to be Elohim and after Yahusha has arrived back on earth and setting up the kingdom 
of Elohim on earth and the restoration of Yisrael. That's when all of that applies. Has nothing to do with becoming a believer or a part of the kingdom of Elohim. So we needed to talk about that for a second so that you remember now if you missed our last study and you this is you know you just started listening again or just started listening or someone um, you know shared this on their Facebook wall or Twitter feed or whatever that guess what that um, you need to get to the prior episode which in this case would be episode 11 at Strong Food from the Scriptures on Talk Show and listen to that study and, and it'll all become clear. Do not be deceived by the satanic translations that, you know, corrupt and uh, deceive the brethren and uh, even those that think they're the brethren when they actually are not. Now, another thing that we learned, and that's what strong food is all about, as we're learning, it's teaching us how to grow spiritually, how to learn from others, in this case, you know, the uh, apostles and the ones that were sent forth to do the works of the kingdom, to to be witnesses regarding Yahusha. And we learn what is good for the kingdom and what is useless to the kingdom. Last time, one of the things we had learned is that humans can become overwhelmed by the supernatural and we've been learning that all along here as we're doing Acts 2 with the day of Pentecost with these devout men that were in Jerusalem at the time following the religion of Judaism that they're overwhelmed by the supernatural and when someone is overwhelmed by the supernatural and in the case of uh, these particular group of men uh, they were overwhelmed by actual supernatural events but this also applies to you know supernatural talk you know things that are in the scripture that is meat like we're talking about today because not everybody that's a believer can handle this meat about things that we're talking about they're not spiritually mature enough they're not on solid ground enough to be able to handle spiritual food and you can uh, overwhelm them and so, what, what we were shown last time was the Father showed us how to bring them back to being able to listen. So, if someone is being overwhelmed by your words or 
something that's going on, they don't understand, go back to what you know, you know, they know and believe. Go back to speaking about what they know and believe. So in order to do that, number one, you have to know the person. So you can't just start yapping at the person. Anything, especially me, you must, you know, <laughs> if you don't know somebody, you got to see where they are in their walk in the kingdom, their spiritual walk. You know, did they just become believers? You know, there's different ways to speak to people depending on, you know, what level they're on. So you have to know them. So in order to um, go back to um, being on the same page as they are again, meaning that they're able to listen to you, and that's what was going on here in Acts, is that um, Kepha was able to do that by reminding these thousands and that's what it was, thousands and thousands of devout men, what Scripture said. So he just started to preach Scripture, you know, say the Scripture. And, of course, the Spirit leads you in what to say and where to go in Scripture, so you don't have to do memory verse things. It's If it's memory verses, then you're not using the Scripture. So the um, Spirit you're not using the spirit. If the spirit is um, is being the one leading you, then you're going to know what to say and where to come from in the scriptures. Now, the supernatural event, because Kepha had brought them back, they talked about the prophet Yoel, and what the prophet Yoel was saying, and hey, guess what? Doesn't it say that um, Yahuwah is going to pour his spirit out and his um, children will prophesy and people will prophesy? Doesn't it say that? So see, that's, you know, they're, oh yeah, that, that is what, scripture says and see so now Kepha through the leading of the spirit is able to bring them back to not losing their minds anymore and their thinking comes back and now they're able to be on the same page and uh, so because of that the, the, the way that their thinking was and they're losing their mind and the control and you know that's I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but if whatever it is that you're thinking about overwhelms you um, emotionally, uh, you know, or intellectually, it you kind of get into a into a freeze, you know, kind of a thing. You're like, uh, and you you can't. It's like you can't think. You. You're, you know, you kind of almost lose it, you know, you can lose it. Well, that's what they're coming back from because they were um, listening to, you know, 
the scripture about the prophet Yoel. Real simple, real easy, and amazingly directed and pointing to Yahusha, which I think is amazing. And if you didn't hear it last time, it, it really is amazing how, you know, the Spirit does that. So because of that, um, the supernatural event of all these languages and this stuff and these people who shouldn't be saying these things, saying these things, being able to talk in another language was fading from their thought process as something they should fear. So it's going away, okay? You see, that's what humans do when they don't understand, when they're overwhelmed. A lot of times, fear, and when you are afraid, depending on your person, personality, um, you stop thinking. You can't think. You can't hear, okay? But now they're back. You know, the fear is going away. Everything's good. You know, oh, okay. And so so the fear's going away. They're able to hear now. And it, um, and what they're hearing is actually something they've seen in Scripture, an example. Oh, yeah, okay, the prophet Joel said that. Okay, yeah, see? So that's what's happening there. So it stops at verse 21 talking about what um, Yoel said, the prophet. So, next, now that he has these thousands of devout men able to hear what he's about to tell them, and they have to be able to hear it, Next, Kepha tells them about someone they knew about and saw and experienced now that they can hear. So that's why we're going into verse 22. So remember... If you're out there and you're talking to someone and you and the spirit tells you and that's part of it is letting the spirit lead you and the spirit tells you that the person is being overwhelmed that you know something's bothering them that this is too much for them uh, then the spirit will show you how to uh, say it a different way which is, you know, what Yahusha did, right? He gave parables. But he gave parables about the same stuff, different ways, all different ways. And that had to do with who was listening. There was all kinds of people listening to him. And so some of them understood, you know, from one perspective, and others understood from another perspective when they were thinking in the flesh. So see, that's how it works. The Spirit will work with you. When you're working with someone, talking to someone, helping someone spiritually uh, to to help them to be able <laughs> to listen to you. Because it does you no good if they have blocked their ears. So, let's read. We're going to look at today, um, Acts chapter 2, verses 22 through 28. 
Amazing. I tell you, it's just amazing once you start using the true translation. Kepha speaking. Men of Israel, hear these words. Yahusha of Nazareth, a man from Elohim, having been pointed out to you by mighty works and wonders and signs, which Elohim did through him in your midst, as you yourself also know, this one given up by the set purpose and foreknowledge of Elohim, you have impaled and put to death through the hands of lawless men. Him Elohim raised up, having loosed the pangs of death because it was impossible that he could be held in its grip. For David says concerning him, I saw Yahuwah before me continually, because he is at my right hand in order that I should not be shaken. For this reason my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad, and now my flesh shall also rest in expectation. Because you shall not leave my being in the grave, nor shall ye give your kind one to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You shall fill me with joy in your presence. A lot of stuff told us there. And it's a very important message. And a reason why the Spirit is using King David. Or the David who is the king but also a prophet. These words from the Spirit of Yah through the sent forth one Kepha are directed towards, directed towards, remember, rightly divide the word of Elohim. Rightly divide the scriptures. Meaning the word divide in this um, context means who is being talked to. So, who is being talked to? So, we see who is being talked to. Men, verse 22, men of Israel. Got it? There is no believers in the kingdom. Believers in Yahusha. People of the world. Gentiles. No, you don't see none of that. You don't even see the called out ones. You don't see any of those things. Any of those groups. Men of Israel. Okay? That's who is being talked about and directed to in the in that verse and it goes into more detail so it's not it could be like you know you could say well men of israel then that could be uh, those that are descended from jacob even living today so what happens is 
the scripture goes into more details, and we'll see that. So, these words is directed to these particular men on Pentecost. They are not directed at anyone living today or even for the most, (laughs) for the last 2,000 years. No, no. They weren't even directed towards any of those people that have lived for the 2,000 years. This has nothing to do with becoming a believer for us today. Nothing whatsoever. It is has nothing. You you. It doesn't show you how you become a believer. It doesn't have anything to do with us. It's an example of them in that day. Okay, but you know, preachers today will say, will say <laughs> that they'll take up this example and and they'll put, you know, graft <laughs> Gentiles uh, or the called out ones onto this group, you know, and say, see, 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 this is what, you know, this applies to us when it doesn't apply to you, it doesn't apply to me. It doesn't have nothing to do with us. It's just an example of one of the ways that one becomes a part of the kingdom of heaven. There's many ways that one becomes a part of the kingdom of heaven. The only thing that everybody has in common is that they accept and believe and have been given the gift to believe in who Yahusha was. That's the, you know, doesn't matter which group is, is being brought into the kingdom. They will believe who Yahushua is. Okay? So, the leaders and teachers today use this example to show how one is saved. It has nothing to do with that. Again, don't fall for Satan's trick. They do this in error, as we see and as we will see. Let us look again, because this is important to understand. It's an interesting thing, the way the Father does things. Let us look again at the feast we call Pentecost, which just means 50 days after Passover. And hold your place there in Acts. But remember, this is Pentecost. This is the day. I know we've done a few studies already. So it's been weeks and weeks since we started chapter 2 in the beginning. (laughs) But it doesn't matter when we started chapter 2 of Acts. It matters what's going on. And what's going on is this is this is within a few minutes after the Spirit came upon the 120 and the devout Jews or those connected to Judaism um, were listening. So this is right then, right there, that group. So Pentecost, which... Um, Let's take a look at it in the scriptures. And you need to go to uh, Leviticus, is, is what we call it. Um, but another way that you can uh, use, you can say the word, is the 
uh, Hebrew way, and it's uh, way yikra, way yikra. So go to way yikra 23. And of course, these are the words of Yahuwah that he gave to Moshiach. And it has to do with the feast. So, 23. And of course, you're holding a place back in Acts. We're going to be back there. So, Acts 23, if you've never read this, let's pick it up in verse 15. This is Pentecost. We looked at it a little bit weeks ago. But I want us to go over it because it's very interesting the way things um, work. So, 23, pick it up in 15 with me. And from the morrow, after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, you shall count for yourself seven completed Sabbaths. So that means seven completed Sabbaths, which means seven weeks. It means 49 days plus one. Until the morrow, after the seventh Sabbath, you count 50 days. So starting tomorrow, one, and then seven Sabbaths, which is 50 days. Then you shall bring a new grain offering to Yahuwah. New grain. A new way. New bread. New things. Understand? Bring from your dwellings for a wave offering two loaves of bread of two-tenths of an ephah, of fine flour they are, baked with leaven, first fruits too, Yahuwah. And besides the bread, you shall bring seven lambs, a year old, perfect ones, and one young bull, and two rams. They are a burnt offering to Yahuwah. With their grain offering and their drink offering, an offering made by fire for sweet fragrance to Yahuwah. And you shall offer one male goat as a sin offering, and two male lambs a year old as a peace offering. And the priest shall wave them besides the bread of the first fruit as a wave offering before Yahuwah. Besides the two lambs, they are set apart to Yahuwah for the priest. And on this same day you shall proclaim a set-apart gathering for yourselves. You do no several work on it. A law forever in all your dwelling throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, do not completely reap the corners of your field when you reap and do not gather any gleaning from your harvest Leave them for the poor and for the stranger. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. So when they took the harvest and collected the harvest for this Pentecost, for this um, feast, which is the festival of weeks, another um, way that you talk about it, he was letting them know that uh, that they weren't supposed to harvest everything. They were supposed to leave some of it because uh, Yahuwah has, you know, others that 
he's going to work with that that they're not going to be in contact with which is you know interesting is it spiritually you got to look at that spiritually so what we're going to look at right now is bring new grain offering to yahuwah bring which means bring two breads seven lambs one young bullock two rams one male goat two male lambs and this day is a rest day and the purpose why were they to do this the purpose of this was because it was the harvest time and they were to be thankful to yahuwah for blessing them you know they were reaping the harvest and then they were bringing their offering to show and share and bring to um Jerusalem thanking Yahuwah for what he has provided for them a blessing there was a lot of rituals you know in this this is a lot of ritual stuff including sacrifices for sin offerings to have peace being thankful showing gratitude I want you to look at verse 19. You notice the part in verse 19. A male goat was sacrificed at that time for their sin. So this is the festival. This is what those men are here on this day doing. This is what they were, came to do in Jerusalem. Now this group is here in Jerusalem on Pentecost or Festival of Weeks. They were about to receive the grain, new bread. And of course, that was represented by Kepha's words. So that was flesh rituals, all that stuff. But now they were going to start start to receive the spiritual part of this holiday so instead of a goat taking away your sin whenever you came to you know to Jerusalem to be in the temple you had to make sure you were clean of sin and they did that by killing an animal that the the blood sacrifice of Yahusha was they were going to be told about that one and then the peace offering Yahusha told us about that the way you get peace he said I leave my peace with you you see it's spiritual you understand so so these guys are all flesh guys thinking in the flesh doing flesh rituals all this flesh stuff and and now what's going to happen is they're going to uh, connect be connected spiritually remember Kepha stood up with the 11 so there was 12 out of the 120 that stood up so that's Kepha and the 11 other sent forth ones that stood up 
represent the other things required by the law. So the flesh stuff, the animals and all of that, you needed 12 things required for Pentecost. And what do you have? 12 men out of the 120 standing up. See, there's no coincidences in that. What is this new bread that Kepha is teaching them, or in other words, feeding them? They're going to have new bread, new sacrificial blood. They're going to learn about the spiritual aspect and, and that the ritual flesh aspect has been replaced by the spiritual one. That's what they're going to learn ultimately, you know, going through all this. But right now, today, we're going to go back to verse 22 again. And we're going to go through it back in um, Acts chapter 2. And we're going to go through it, okay? So let's look at 22. A lot being said in 22 itself, but let's take a look. So we looked at it a little bit. 22 says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Yahusha of Nazareth, a man from Elohim, having been pointed out to you by mighty works and wonders and signs, which Elohim did through him in your midst, as you yourself also know. So here we go. So verse 22, these guys, now that they're able to listen to Kepha, He's speaking to the men of Israel. Okay, so men of Israel, we already learned that this doesn't apply to us today. They can now pay attention. He's saying, listen to me. And what does he do? Kepha reminds them about Yahusha. So there's no confusion that, you know, because there was other people with that, uh, name. There's no confusion who the man is that he is speaking about. So he was from Nazareth. He was a human sent by Elohim to earth. That's right. For those that don't know, he was a human. He wasn't a god on earth. He was a human who had Elohim dwelling in him but he wasn't Elohim and Kepha goes on and he says you knew he was sent by Elohim because you saw that's right you were witnesses you devout men of Israel you saw the miracles the signs and wonders so you saw it all. You saw him raise people from the dead. You saw him heal people. You saw him cast out demons. You saw him, um, you know, calm the sea. You saw him walk on the water. You saw him perform miracles and wonders and signs and the loaves and the fishes and all of this stuff that you saw him do personally. So he's letting them know that Elohim, guess what, was giving you the signs 
to understand and accept that, yes, I sent this one. Listen to him. You see, that's what Kepha's telling them. And so, I want you to see in verse 22, in case you have, you know, you're believing in the false doctrines that they teach today. What does the end of verse 22 tell us? Now, is Kepha trying to get these devout men of Israel to believe that Yahusha was Elohim? That Yahusha was the one doing these miracles? That Yahusha had the power? That Yahusha was Yahuwah? Was... Kepha trying to get them to believe that? No. See, that's a false doctrine. Yahusha is not Yahuwah. He came for Yahuwah. Yahuwah sent him here. Yahuwah dwelled with him. And guess what? Here at the end of verse 22, it tells us, and that's Yahuwah Elohim, Elohim did through him in your midst so what is it was it yahusha that actually did these miracles and signs and wonders himself as human he was human 100 percent. he didn't have the power or ability as a human as we don't either to actually do miracles the one that did the miracles was elohim that he used yahusha's vessel human vessel to do these miracles so that the them the men of Israel would see that this one was different you see so Elohim did through him not because he was Elohim understand in your midst as you yourself also know so no one told you about the supernatural works. You actually saw them yourself. He was walking the earth for three years doing this work for Elohim, Yahuwah. And you saw them yourself. No one had to tell you about it, men of Israel. Now that these devout men have no doubt about who is being talked about, he continues. You see, 22 was so that they would recognize who it was and admit, at least within themselves, that they had, you know, seen these. Yes, they saw him do these things. And they knew that it was Elohim doing them that this man was sent by Elohim. 23. This one, yes, this one that you knew had been sent by Elohim, given up by the set purpose and foreknowledge of Elohim, you, understand, you, devout men of Israel, it's not applied to us people, not us at all. It has nothing to do with us. This is them in particular. We weren't there 2,000 years ago and saying, 
you know, kill him, kill him, kill him, to Pilate. No, we weren't. These men were, though. So, you have impaled, so just so you know, the word crucify is a pagan term. It doesn't say crucify in the languages. You use the word impale because that's the word. Impaled and put to death. Impaled and put to death. Cross and crucify. Cross and crucify are pagan terms connected to a pagan deity known as Tammuz. Constantine brought those pagan terms into our um, beliefs as followers of the shepherd. So if you didn't know, now you do. You're not supposed to use those pagan terms. They are connected to the deity Tammuz, which is mentioned in the Old Testament. So let's use the correct words. Impaled and put to death. You, men of Israel, have impaled and put to death. Did you do it with your own hands? Did you put him on the cross, Did on the stake, which is what the word is? Did you put him on the stake? Did you kill him personally with your own two hands, men of Israel? No. It tells you what you did, though. You caused him to die, but, you know, hey, through the hands of lawless men. So, Elohim was used by this one to do supernatural works through this man. Elohim used him to do these supernatural things. You see, Elohim was doing the actual supernatural works. He was just using the vessel of Yahusha to do it so the humans could see it happening. Just like you, men of Israel, you didn't actually impale or put to death Yahusha, but you used the lawless men, which it means Gentiles, those without Torah, those without the law of Moses, those people, Romans in other words. So you, it's just like you did it. So same thing with Elohim and Yahusha. Yahusha wasn't the one doing the miracles, he was the one that Elohim was doing the miracles through. Same thing. These men were only the vessel that, um, the, meaning the Gentiles, the Romans, were the vessel that the devout men used to kill this man that Elohim had sent to them. This was 
their sin. And that's what Kepha is explaining to them. So that if they don't, if they have any doubts what the deal is, they broke the commandment of Elohim, thou shall not kill. They were murderers, all of them, you see. Because it tells us in the scriptures that they all, all said, kill him, kill him, stake him, stake him, impale him, kill him. That's right. And what did Pilate say to them? He said, and he took a bowl of water, and he said to them, this is an innocent man. You're asking for him to be killed. So guess what? I'm washing my hands, and he poured the water over his hands. I'm washing my hands of this innocent blood. This man had, there's no reason to kill this man. And I'm washing it. And they said, good, good, good. His blood be upon us. His blood be upon us. That means we are and accept his blood, meaning death, that he, we murdered him. We only used you as a tool to murder him. But we did the murdering. So, guess what? Kepha's bringing them to the truth, which is that they've broken the commandment of uh, Moses, which says, thou shall not kill. So, and there's a reason why this is being said like this, and we're going to look at that. Kepha let them know they were guilty of murder, Understand, you're guilty of murder. But guess what? Elohim allowed these things to happen. That's right, it says right here. And verse 23, By the set purpose and foreknowledge of Elohim. So there was a plan, you see. It was a plan. You, you know, took on the murder, but... Elohim allowed it to occur because he had a plan. Elohim wanted them to find out about his power and about his mercy and grace. So you see, they now had to accept that they were murderers. See that when they went and, you know, told the old priest to, you know, kill that goat, they weren't telling the priest to put murder on that goat, you know, that they were murderers. So, see, they had murder on their souls. They had killed. They had caused to be killed, all of them, this man. So they had murder. They had to answer for the sin of murder. But Elohim wanted them to find out about the power his power, his mercy, his grace, and that's why this continues. So, 24, so yes, you you murdered him, but it was all part of the plan. 
And let's read verse 24. Him, meaning this man, Yahusha of Nazareth, Elohim raised up. That's right. You had him killed, but Elohim raised up, having loosed the pangs of death, because it was impossible that he could be held in its grip. Now, again, we're going to look at this a little bit in the languages because, again, you know, if you don't look at what the languages actually are saying, sometimes you get a little confusion in the message. So, Elohim, first of all, rose this man back to life. And not only that, it tells you, having loosed the pangs of death, meaning that, you know, that's, uh, you know, yeah, he was brought back to life, but guess what? He was never going to die again. So there was no, there was no fear of the second death. Understand? And so this one had no fear. Yahusha had no fear that he was going to ever die again, meaning in the lake of fire, you see. Again, pointing to the fact that Yahusha is not Yahuwah. And so, it's, that's what it's telling you. It says, pangs of death. Now, the second part of this verse is important. The translation messes up the message. Let's read the message. See, this is the power that is being showed to them through Kepha. This wasn't in the scriptures, meaning the Torah, the Old Testament. He isn't quoting Torah yet. This is the new bread. This is the new information, the new way, you see. A different way, the way things have been changed now. You don't have to put your sins on a goat. You don't have to, you know, um, get another animal to get peace, you know, killed or whatever. You see, it's a new way. There's a change that has occurred because of this one. Understand? So, this next part of the verse, let's read it the way it says here, even in the scriptures, because it was impossible that he could be held in its grip. Because it was impossible that he could be held in its grip. Now, um, let's see. The message is the power of Elohim. That's what's being shown here. Not the one that was risen from the dead. And this looks like, this sounds like, and when you translate it this way, which is why you have to be careful. And with all translations, you have to look at the words and make sure. And that's what the Spirit does. Because it was impossible that he could be held in his grip. So it's, it's saying like, you know, they use that to say, Oh, well, see, uh, Yahusha was God, and God can't stay dead, which God can't die. You know, ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, 
But they say Jesus couldn't stay dead because Jesus is God and God can't stay dead. You know, that's their thinking process. But that isn't actually what this is saying. It's not referring to the power of Yahusha. Yahusha didn't have the ability to raise himself from the dead, as some think this is saying. No, he didn't. You see what the object is in the verse. What's the object? What is it talking about? And let's read 24. Him, meaning Yahusha, which Elohim raised up, having loosed the pangs of death, because it was impossible that he, that he could be held in its grip. So, death and the second word, its, after death, is referring to death. So, we're talking about death. All right. So, let's learn about death. In other words, death was not powerful enough to keep Yahusha dead. See, it's not, the word impossible does not mean impossible. It doesn't say impossible. It means death wasn't powerful enough, you see. So what's being talked about is death. And why wasn't death powerful enough? Because Elohim used his power to bring Yahusha back from the dead once and for all. See, Yahusha, which go back to 24, him is Yahusha. So him, Elohim, raised up, having loosed the pangs of death. So you see, who had the power over death? Death didn't have any power over him was Elohim. Elohim was the one with the power. It's not talking about Yahusha being able to bring himself back from the dead because he was never able to do that. He was a human, just as we are human. And so what also occurred at this point of bringing back from the dead and not having to worry about death again, meaning the second death this is referring to. And when is the second death? Well, like we learned last time, it has to do with after the millennium, after Satan is on earth and put in his place and Yahushua sets up his kingdom and the white throne judgment. And the second death is those thrown in the lake of fire. So this is referring to the lake of fire. Their death can't bother this human, Yahusha. He is the first one to be able to overcome death completely, not only of the flesh, but of the soul. And so there was a change that occurred in Yahusha's body. I want us to, you can hold your place there in Acts, and go to 1 Corinthians. Now you'll understand 1 Corinthians. Um, 
a little bit better. Go to 15. You probably have heard this, especially if you're Shepherd's Chapel people. But let's take a look at verse 20 in chapter 15. Verse 20 in chapter 15. What does it say? 1 Corinthians. It says, talking about the same situation, the same thing, the same event, but now Messiah, which is Yahusha, has been raised from the dead, we just saw that, and has become the first fruit of those that have fallen asleep, meaning he was the first one, no one else in all of creation was not going was not able to overcome the second death. Yahusha was the first one. He was the first fruits. So let's read 23. And each in his own order, Messiah the first fruits, then, so Messiah, Yahusha, first, then those who are of Messiah at his coming. So guess what? Oh my. Those that follow Messiah when he returns and sets up the kingdom will also receive the gift from Elohim when Messiah returns. So you do not, and that's another false doctrine that's taught by the called out assemblies today, Ecclesia in the Greek, that say that you know, once you believe, you now have a, a, a supernatural, immortal soul. Well, that's not true. Scripture doesn't say that. They think that. You have to go, you have to overcome to receive that. You have access to it, meaning you can get it in the future when it's given out. So Kepha was letting them know Elohim was the reason Yahusha had no fear of death being a human. That is, um, is what the new bread is. Speaking about this new bread that Kepha is being is teaching. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to hold it right there because the not, the next stuff that's coming up is important. And um, and I don't want to have to rush through it. And we've already had this for about an hour here, but there's a lot of stuff going to happen in the, in the next few verses. So what we will do is we will leave it at that. Go back to Acts. And um, so we have gone up to verse 24. And next time we're going to pick it up in uh, verse um, 25. It's amazing how things work out. You can find this study at TalkShoe.com. Remember, uh, go to Ibram, chapter 5, verse 14. But solid food is for the mature whose senses have been trained by practice to discern both good and evil.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.